Well, hello, everybody. How are you? My name is Toby, and I'm one of the pastors here, and as your campus pastor, your leader at your campus, whether you're in Denton or whether you're at Lake Cities, or even if you're joining us online, they've already let you know this is a different weekend for us. I've been excited about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make good on a promise I made as we began our series called Better here in just a moment. But before we do, at the risk of sounding like an old man, can you guys believe that we're staring down April of this year already? I cannot believe. It seems like the year is flying by. The first of April means many things for us here at Cross Timbers. Uh, one thing it means is the first week of every month is our 10K Tuesday service, a service that is designed to equip and empower. Yeah, you can clap for that. It's a great experience. That's coming up Tuesday night, April 2nd. I have been so excited. Our good friend Bianca Oltoff is going to be back with us. It's going to be a great, great night. Come and join us on Tuesday night, April 2nd. And also, as your campus leaders are talking to you about, it's also uh, we begin a focus toward Easter weekend at Cross Timbers. Why is Easter such a big deal beyond uh, us celebrating the resurrection of Christ every weekend? That's a great question. Thanks for asking. The reason it's a big weekend is your friends and neighbors are more likely to say yes to joining you at an Easter service at any other time of the year. So I want to ask you to begin to pray, to think, and to invite your friends to come and be a part. Now look at me, everybody. A Facebook invite ain't, a fa- ain't an invite. Right? I'm talking about look somebody in the eye and say, hey, would you, if you don't have a place to go, would you come and celebrate Easter weekend with us? I promise you we will do everything we can to present the good news of Jesus in a way that will touch and bless their hearts. So I'm believing for big things that weekend across Timbers. Now, all of that said, let's talk about this weekend. We have been in this series called Better, a journey through the book of Acts, and there have been three or four times that one topic has come up that I've said, I can't talk about it now, we'll come to it. Well, that's this weekend. I think sometimes, for those of you who are new, the church is about learning. I think it is. I think it's about opening up the, the scriptures and applying those truths to our lives. And sometimes it's not about learning something, it's about doing something. Uh, one of my favorite kind of church services is what I call walking around church, and we're going to do that this weekend across timbers but to set us up for what's going to happen in the next few minutes let me just read you this passage from Acts chapter 5 remember last weekend if you were with us we got to talk about that fun story about Ananias and Sapphira and we talked about how God cares so much about spiritual family that he values authenticity and he wants he wants authenticity through his family right after this happens in Acts 5 Luke tells us that the apostles Perform many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, look, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. And as a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as they, as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. Now, I want to spend a couple of moments with you. I want to talk to you about 
what the Bible teaches us about healing. I, I, want us, I want us to remove all of the preconceived notions, all of the poor examples that we've ever heard or seen about around this concept of God's healing power. One of the things that you see in the book of Acts is a church. Now remember, we're talking third world. We're talking a world in a community where there's, there's no health care. There's no health care system. There's no health care assistance. There's no doctors to go to. And things that we might call into the minute clinic or look at online, they're not available to them. And as these people are gathering, people are doing what happens when people gather in modern-day America. They're getting sick. They're, some are fighting colds and some are fighting cancer. Some of them are battling in this third-world environment. Deformities that probably could have, in modern medicine, been healed at an early age, but... They've spent their lives crippled or blinded or deaf. And their response in the early church was to do what Jesus did. The only thing they knew about a new covenant in the name of Jesus was that the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead was available to them and that the resurrection of Jesus, the good news of Jesus was not simply about heaven one day but about God bringing heaven to earth in their world. Amen. That the resurrection of Christ signaled God's passion about restoring all things. And so their first inclination when someone was sick was to come into their local body of believers and ask people to pray for one another. Because that's what they had seen Jesus do. There was no formula involved. I am sorry. I want to apologize upon... For all of Christianity that has led some of you to believe that there's some formula to get God to do what you want Him to do. There's no formula for it. Jesus healed because of faith. He saw a military official who had so much faith in his ability to heal that he granted his request. He healed because of faith. But sometimes he healed in spite of no faith. Because his healing is not based upon your faith unless it's based upon his. He sometimes didn't heal. He went back to his hometown. And the Bible says he couldn't heal very many people because of a lack of faith. What he was saying was he couldn't heal very many people because nobody was bringing anybody to him. Because he was just a carpenter's kid in his hometown. Sometimes he healed instantaneously. That's the one I like. But sometimes, look at me everybody, he healed progressively. There was a man at Bethsaida that couldn't see. 
Jesus touches him and says, be healed. And they asked him, what do you see? He says, well, it looks like trees walking around. Like the wrong prescription. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? So he touches him again. Initially, he can see clearly. Why? Because sometimes God's healing doesn't come in a moment. Sometimes you got to plant a seed before you get a harvest. Sometimes, this would really drive you crazy. Nobody likes to talk about this. But I stood there two weeks ago. It's one of my favorite places in Israel. It's the Pool of Bethesda. It's really like a huge open hospital. It's where all the sick and the blind and the lame and the downtrodden would gather. And somehow the water would stir and people would be healed. And there are hundreds, if not thousands, sitting there. And Jesus stepped over hundreds and came to one. I said, do you want to be healed? Well, I want to, but nobody will take me into the water. And Jesus says, get up. Well, being a victim, I'm going to heal you. This is your day. Everybody likes to talk about him. Nobody likes to talk about, well, what about the others? I don't know. The fairy left town last week. I mean, well, that doesn't seem fair. I know. But sometimes he healed everybody, and sometimes he healed one. Uh, Matthew 17 tells us that the disciples came to him. There was a kid with epileptic seizures, and they said, We've been praying, and this kid's not getting any better. And Jesus began to teach them how to pray for sick people. Because sometimes it has happened in a moment that we want it to happen in. Uh, There's kind of two, can I just get academic for just a second with you? I'm just sharing my heart with you, trying to get you prepared for what we're about to do. But there's two kind of general groups in Christianity in America. There are people who are cessationist, okay? That is, churches who theologically believe that all the miracle stuff that you read in the Bible, it ceased when the Bible was written. And then there are people who are called continuist, which mean this, that until Jesus returns and all things are made perfect, that everything that happened in the Bible, is available to us. I'll fight to the death for your right to disagree with me. You can come to church here and not agree with me. I do not believe in cessationism. I believe all the gifts of the Spirit are available to you and to me today. And I think God gives them when he wants, how he wants, to whom he wants, whenever he wants. And I think you can't formulate it. I don't think my job is to figure it out. I think my job... It's to believe and to pray. And let me tell you something. If you get healed, I ain't taking the credit. So if you don't get healed, I ain't taking the blame. My job is to pray. I got a limited amount of emotional energy. I'm not going to try to figure out a God who cannot be figured out. I'm just going to do what the Bible tells me to do. And I'm going to pray for people who are sick. I'm going to pray for people with colds. And I'm going to pray for people with cancer. I'm going to pray for people that have emotional Issues, and I'm going to pray before God heals me and my emotional challenges, and I'm going to pray after he heals me. Because my faith is not circumstantial, it's theological. I just believe that God heals. And I believe that this weekend at Cross Timbers, I believe that he, he wants to plant a seed 
of healing. I don't know if he will do it in a moment. I don't know if he will do it progressively. I don't know if he wants to teach you and I the value of a thorn in the flesh. But I know he's good. and know that he is Jehovah Jireh. He is the God who heals. And I'm telling you something. I got a lot of faith that this weekend that there are many of you are going to be touched with the power of Jesus and have a testimony of God's grace and mercy healing you. I believe that to be true. The only thing holding that back from being a possibility in your life is your unwillingness to open yourself up to believing that God can heal you. I know what some of you are thinking, man, I've had this issue for years. I've had people pray over me. I've gotten my hopes up and God hasn't done it. And I'm here to tell you on the authority of the word of God, this could be your moment. And for many of you, the mountain to get over is just believing again, hoping again that God could touch your life. Yeah, but there are so many people with so many different, bigger challenges than I have. Listen, there's enough of God's grace and mercy to go around. There's enough for you. His pie, it's not a limit. He just... The, the, the message of the gospel is not one of limit. It's not limited. It's limitless. Uh, and God heals not because of my faith, but because of his goodness in your life. I'm just a Matthew 4 kind of guy, man. I mean, I have based my life and the life God's called me to in ministry on Mark chapter 2. The four guys in Mark chapter 2, they got a friend who's paralyzed. They claw through the roof to get him in front of Jesus in a crowded room. I just think that my job is to get people in front of Jesus because when you get in front of Jesus, crazy stuff happens. And you know what I can own in the middle of that? I can own a dogged determination with a God that is bigger than I can ever understand, believing that he's good and calling people to his presence, believing that God wants to bring healing to your life. I love this passage in James chapter 5. Some of you may remember it. I've got it in the message version. Are you hurting? Pray. Do you feel great? Sing. Are you sick? Call church leaders together to pray. Anoint you with oil in the name of the master. Believing. Prayer will heal you and Jesus will put you on your feet. And if you sin, you'll be forgiven, healed inside and out. Make this your, come on somebody, common practice. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human, just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain and it didn't, not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. The showers came, and everything started growing again. Elijah, a man just like us, just believed that God could do the impossible, and God did the impossible in his life. So I have invited our campus pastors, our campus worship leaders to come back on our stages this weekend. They're going to lead us in a time of ministry. I'll tell you one area that as I prayed about this weekend, the Lord has just keep pressing on me that I think God, I think God wants to touch some of our kids this weekend. 
And I know that Jamie and Chase and Josiah will talk about this more in just a moment, but I just can't get away from the fact we have our kids team ready for you to go in this next little time, go get your kids. If the asthma, allergies, I don't care what it is, bring them over. We're going to lay hands on them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to believe in faith that God wants to touch your child this week, to give them a testimony of his glory and his goodness. Uh, but in any area of your life that you need healing, I'm just going to pray and then campus leaders are going to come and I just want to encourage you. Maybe your prayer has to be, hey, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Whatever it takes. Let's pray for each other. Let's practice James 5 tonight. Let's, this weekend, let's believe God's going to move in our lives. Can we believe it together? Let's pray. All of our campuses, let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, by his authority, we ask you to do what only he can do. I'm asking you to step outside of, like, physics and biology of this world and may your kingdom come crashing into some of our lives i pray father that you might lift things off of people this day i pray for our kids i pray father that they would get a testimony of your goodness and that there would be healing that would happen among even children here this weekend at cross streams i pray for the people that are watching online God, you're bigger than a video and a computer screen. You just bring your power right through that screen, even in this moment, and begin to bring healing as well. So, Father, as we worship you, as we thank you for the good things that we have, we come just asking you to do what only you can do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen and amen.